Hi everyone, I'm Daniela and you're listening to the Mellow Moment Podcast. In today's episode, I welcome Thanksgiving and the festive season by talking to Dr. Sydney Pocard about holiday pet safety and the common risks associated with this time of year. If you want to dive into the big risks of the season, including food, objects, and new stressors, listen to Dr. Pocard's discussion about how to safely celebrate the holidays with your pets. Hey everyone, I'm Daniela from Mella Pet Care, and today I'm joined by Dr. Sydney Pocard. She's an exotic vet who's really passionate about making both the pet and owner experience better. So Dr. Pocard, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about this. Yeah, and I'm so excited to have you on. By the way, that tagline is super cool, and so I'd definitely like to dive into that a little bit. And so would you like to introduce yourself, give a little bit of personal background, and just kind of explain that really cool passion? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I'm Dr. Sydney Pogard, and I have been in the veterinary field since I was 16, and I started off as an animal attendant and kind of worked my way up through the the industry uh, until I went to vet school, and I graduated from Western U in Southern California in 2016. I've also always had a passion for exotic animals, so I went straight into general practice, working with dogs, cats, and exotic pets, and also wildlife, so a little bit of everything. And I have found that there's just a lot of ways that we can make the experience with a pet in the clinic setting just fear-free, much easier for them, and also for their owners, just making, keeping them more at ease and making the experience better for them as well. Uh, So I've been really passionate about that since I graduated vet school and since becoming a veterinarian and just seeing some of the ways that we can change things uh, just from experiences from myself with my own pets and from my clients. That's awesome. And I love that background. Um, I too kind of started out in the vet industry at a pretty young age. So it's just kind of nice to see other people like that. Um, Just to ask, you know, what is your favorite exotic pet? Ooh, uh, that's, it's so hard to choose. However, I do have a really special spot for hamsters and I love them as animals and pets in general, but I also love working with them because they're so tiny and it becomes a little bit of a challenge to do some of the things with them. But that really excites me. Like I love being able to do the same thing I would on a dog with a little hamster because you can, you just have to get a little creative. No, that's so, that's impressive. I feel like I just get a little scared around hamsters because they're so cute and so tiny. And I'm like, what if I just like touch it too hard? You know? yeah. <laughs> <they're so> small. <laughs> definitely, definitely a common fear. So you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> And so it just recently became November, and I personally love November, because a few weeks ago, you know, it was Halloween, and now it's more of the festive fall season, you know, we can put away all of the Halloween decorations, we can take out whatever Thanksgiving decorations are, I don't know. And it's an interesting time of the year, because there are threats that may not be present throughout the rest of the year, and specifically with Thanksgiving coming up already next week, you know, what are some of the biggest threats facing pets? 
Yeah, absolutely. There are a couple and a couple big ones, especially food. Obviously, that's going to be one of the biggest ones because we gather for Thanksgiving, we make a big feast. And a lot of the foods that we eat during the Thanksgiving time are either toxic to dogs or they can cause really significant gastrointestinal signs. They can cause something called pancreatitis, which is generally from when a pet eats something really high in fat or a high protein meal, and also just something that's out of their normal diet. So we definitely have to be really concerned about a lot of the, the Thanksgiving feasts and Thanksgiving meals um, with a lot of those toxic foods like onions, raisins, grapes, um, chocolate, and the different sugars that might be in like some of the, the baked goods and things like that. Um, another couple other things that I can definitely mention would be bones, bones from like our turkey or chicken or ham or anything that you're eating. Definitely want to avoid giving that to your pet. And this goes for all pets. Cause I even have a lot of clients that have, um, rabbits that, that run around in their home and, and may want to like pick up something or, or whatnot, not necessarily the, the turkey <laughs> dinner, but uh, still just being aware of, of any pet in your home, dog, cat, exotic animal, uh, especially around the food. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I know that Thanksgiving and the specifically, you know, in my family, we used to have 30 people that would come by every Thanksgiving. And so it's a very, very busy time of year. And sometimes, you know, the food scraps and your pets, it's like something you don't think about when you're trying to juggle all of these people and getting your house ready for guests. And so what's kind of the, the top few things that pet parents really just need to, to prepare and like get in their heads before the season gets too busy? Absolutely. You bring up a really good point because just like other holidays, let's say 4th of July with fireworks and pets can have anxiety related to that. They can have anxiety related to, to all of these visitors in their home. Also, if they're not used to it, they can get scared and try to run out the door or hide under the bed or that kind of thing. So that's another thing to be mindful of is just if you feel like your pet might be a little bit more nervous with a big party to talk to your veterinarian beforehand, see if you can try a supplement or a medication to help ease your pet's fears. Um, also, putting away the trash right away, trying not to leave out those scraps. I mean, yes, someone dropping something is almost inevitable, but really just trying to make sure that you put away all of your leftovers and dishes and trash uh, away from your pets. So that way they can't jump on the, the counter and counter surf and, and the dog gets the leftovers or something like that. Um, just the tie up the trash bags, throw them out immediately, again, just so that dogs can't get into it or cats even. And one thing that is especially uh, dangerous for pets is yeast dough. And that's something that we also see a lot around the holiday time. So making sure that you don't have any leftovers of that either and throwing that away. Uh, and then lastly, I would say plants. Plants are another thing, just being mindful. You'll probably have guests come over and a lot of people bring flowers or some kind of plant, house plant as like a gift uh, for Thanksgiving since you don't really exchange presents. So those can definitely be toxic to all of our pets and just be mindful of where those are going or maybe even ask you know, your friends and family not to bring over anything. 
Yeah, the plan point is a super interesting idea because you don't really think about what other people might bring. You know, you can control mm-hmm. your environment, but then when the 30 guests come in and each one walks through the door with a different present, somebody has, you know, uh, a chocolate cake and somebody else has a plant, suddenly you have 30 extra wrists. And that's, yeah. so that's a such a super interesting thought. And so what, let's say that for some reason, um, the inevitable happens or like, you know, you failed to, to put something away, or you were just not quick enough to tie up that trash bag and your pet sadly does get into that food. Um, what's the next step there? Yeah, absolutely. It's the holidays are definitely the busiest time of year for most veterinarians and especially the vet ER. So making sure that you have your veterinarian's number, let's say like on your fridge, also your local ER hospital, the next step would really be giving them a call and seeing if what your pet got into is something toxic, seeing if you need to rush them in right away, uh, seeing if there are any, if there's any precaution you can take at home or monitoring that you can do prior to bringing in. There's also a really great resource for pet parents that you can call the ASPCA poison control hotline. Anyone can call that, not just veterinarians. And so let's say it's a plant and you're unsure of the the species of the plant, but your pet's acting a little bit off. You can call them and for a small fee, they will walk you through everything. It's basically toxicologists and veterinarians that are there to help you. And they'll let you know and come up with an entire treatment plan for your veterinarian if you do need to bring the pet in to the ER. So I would say just really being um, really having that information in advance, or at least having the, the local ER hospital's number in advance is a way or the next step that you can do in this situation and a way for you to be a little prepared. That's awesome. Yeah, that's such a good tip. And I did not know that about the calling into the toxicology people at all. I think that's, that's so cool. That's like, yeah. kind of like an on-call, like plant and toxicity specialist. So really exactly. awesome. Yeah, exactly. It works for plants, foods, really anything, medications even. So it's a great, great tool as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think we've covered a lot of our basis for the first holiday that we're coming up. So I think all pet parents that are listening, I think they have a pretty good grasp on what to do for Thanksgiving, but then comes December, right? So then you have even more holidays. Now, not only do you have Christmas, but you know, you have Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and so many other holidays that people definitely just like spend the entire month celebrating. And on top of the holidays, you also get the onset of colder weather. So this is just like one of my favorite months, but also just a slap in the face for pet parents because you have more people, more events and colder weather. So let's kind of break it down. Let's start off with... um, events in general, how can we then prepare for these next holidays, maybe with people with Christmas trees or other new items in their household? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely, like you said, the whole month is a celebration and then New Year's and everything just kind of continues. So uh, also like Thanksgiving, the food topic is still really important because you eat a lot of similar foods on Thanksgiving that you might eat during December holidays. And so one thing that I like to also tell my clients is make some 
uh, pet safe food alternatives. So if you have family coming over and let's say they want to like give the dog a little scrap of something, do maybe just some like plain baked sweet potatoes and you can safely feed that in small amounts, of course, to your pet. Uh, just things that are like dog or cat or exotic animal approved, that kind of thing, you know, just make little, little feasts for them also, but safe things. Uh, also definitely decorations. So if you have a Christmas tree, it's really important to have some kind of barrier around it so that your pet cannot drink the Christmas tree water and cannot eat the pine needles and things like that. Other decorations too, like ornaments or tinsel, those can be really dangerous for a lot of our dog and cat pets and rabbits that like to chew on things and they'll chew and swallow some of that. So it's it's honestly best to just try to keep those decorations out of reach completely from your pet because sometimes it can be difficult to like in the moment catch them and stop them from trying to eat something. And again, you never know with all of the people around if something will get knocked down like an ornament and then your pet might go over or could even step on something if it was a glass ornament. And lastly, I would say yes, the colder weather. Now, I'm in Southern California, so usually I'm at the beach on Christmas, <laughs> but <laughs> for everywhere else in the, in the country that actually has a cold winter, it's really similar like in the summer where our pets and people are susceptible to heat stroke. In the winter, you're definitely susceptible to freezing temperatures and just becoming hypothermic or just too cold. So keeping your pets indoors, putting little sweaters on them, maybe a festive Hanukkah sweater, really cute. And just keeping them inside and making sure they're staying nice and warm. Doesn't necessarily mean like blasting the heat or anything like that. And then they become too hot. But general rule of thumb is if you are cold, they are probably cold mm -hmm. and you may need some extra layers. They may need some extra layers as well. Yeah, no, I definitely understand how, from your perspective, it's kind of hard to talk about the sweaters. I bet you're getting hot even thinking about it. Up here in Chicago, you know, it's already snowing and it's like, uh, um, so by December, we've got the the feet piling up and I, I, you know, if I had a small dog, I'd probably have to carry my small dog above my head just to avoid the snow banks. So definitely a consideration. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what that, what that is like. That sounds awesome. But also dog little doggy shoes are a good way if you're walking your dog in the snow because they can definitely get like ice burns on their paw pads too so little snowshoes for them yeah this is definitely a consideration so I actually kind of want to circle back to the point that you mentioned kind of briefly about pet anxiety and I think this because this is a really interesting conversation to be having now because I think memory is a little off, but last year, and certainly the year before that, Thanksgiving and then holiday events were a little bit more subdued still because of COVID. And so this is definitely one of the years where events and personal gatherings and family coming over is just going to be so much bigger than it was the last two years. So this is definitely the time to be having this conversation because, you know, even if some family came over last year and there might have been a small Christmas tree the year before that, 
this seems like the first year where it's going to go back to just like the pre-COVID celebration of the, the massive trees and the 30 people in the house. And so for those animals that either have never experienced uh, an event like this or haven't in three years, how are just some ways to help them deal with their anxiety? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. There's a lot of pets that haven't even experienced a holiday yet. And so the important thing is it's not too late to call your veterinarian and talk to them about, hey, I think my pet might be a little bit fearful of this, or maybe just have something on hand in case. What I normally do is there are a couple of natural and like supplements that you can use for pets that may have, may be a little bit fearful, may have a little anxiety that you can, they have some plug-in diffusers that will release pheromones that can only be smelled by a dog or a cat. You can't smell anything, but those are uh, really good ways to get started with trying to calm them, even if they're not anxious at this moment, but it helps to, to build up essentially. And then sometimes you may have to use an oral medication as well. Now, traditionally we've used medications that really sedate animals. And some of my clients ask about using things like Benadryl because it sometimes will make dogs sleepy. It makes humans a lot more sleepy. I really don't like to just sedate the animal because it doesn't reduce their fear. It just makes them too like zonked out to even get up or care about it necessarily, but it doesn't reduce that fear. Right. And it's perfectly safe to use some temporary anti-anxiety medications in dogs or cats. It's not something that we, we are able to start and stop the medications or use it just for that period of time. Sometimes we'll I'll advise my clients to start a couple of days in advance, again, to just have a little bit of a buildup. And then we have a couple of different options for safe medications to use on the day of. I think it's just really a lot more pleasant for the pets. And I've done this for my own pets too, um, for other things like moves or again, fireworks, things like that. So it's definitely not too late to talk to your veterinarian now about having something on hand just in case. It's not something that you have to keep doing continuously, but I do think that we have seen a lot more separation anxiety and just anxiety in general in our pets in the clinic setting um, as a result of, of the pandemic. So I think we will be seeing that at home too with a lot of these parties. Yeah, no, and that's a great point. I, I do hope that every pet kind of enjoys this holiday season because I bet that's super hard if you're a small little dog or a cat and you maybe are afraid at the vet clinic but you think that your home is the safe space and then suddenly you have all of these people just like the the circling door of new guests it's probably really really scary so hoping that you know the things that we talked about today help both pet parents and the little babies <laughs> take this um, holiday season to and just like have a good time. But now is actually the perfect time to ask our Mela signature question. This is something that every guest gets to answer. And so I love just the wide array of perspectives and ideas that people have. But what does pet health and wellness mean to you in today's day and age? Yeah, to me, 
it really means preventative and wellness care for all pets of all species. It's been especially hard, of course, to get your pet in during the pandemic, but my focus has and always will be on that preventative medicine, wellness care, trying to, to basically catch something before it's a problem. And every pet deserves that kind of, of care. And to me, that that is a whole body approach also has to do with diet, lifestyle, um, predisposition based on breed, environment, things like that. And I try to take into account the entire animal and environment when I'm looking at health and wellness. It also really means to me focusing on education. So educating my pet parents, my colleagues, my coworkers, things like that. Just, I really, really am passionate about that education of wellness care for any pet. So I would say that's what it means to me. Yeah, that's an awesome answer. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and so as we wrap up this unfortunately very short podcast, I know that every <laughs> listener is just really wanting to get in touch with you and like stay up to date with what you're doing. And so how can they do that? Absolutely. So easiest way is to get a hold of me on or through Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Dr. Sydney underscore DVM. And Dr. Sydney is like spelled out completely. Um, I'm also on TikTok. So that is where I have a lot of my content as well as Instagram. But honestly, yeah, easiest way is to message me through Instagram. I'll get back to you pretty immediately. I also have a couple links on there and like my website and things like that for just additional information. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Sydney, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a great chat. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Thank you all for listening and make sure to check out the episode description for all links to everything mentioned today. Head over to www.mela.ai to learn more about what's happening over at Mela Pet Care and for more ways to keep your pet happy and healthy.